Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. And yes, uh, for those of you that are chiming in from Edmonton area, we got dumped on. Lots of snow. Lots of snow. Uh, yes, Gabby. Where's Gabby? Gabby's not here. Gabby's not here. Uh, she's going to get really mad at me for saying this. But um, <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. Have you have you ever taken vitamins first thing in the morning before eating? Yeah, I I, I did once. Um, you're not you're not supposed to take any multivitamins or vitamins before you eat because uh, yeah, Courtney's emoji just said it. Um, you'll get ill. <laughs> and I don't know what Gabby was thinking this morning. She decided she's just like here, take these pills, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> she doesn't want me to get sick. Um. Everly's been a little under the weather. Uh, Gabby's been a little under the weather, just like sniffles and, and head stuff and whatnot. So we're, 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 we're trying to get all healthy before we uh, head into Mexico on Sunday. And uh, yeah, she hands me pills and instantly I'm like, oh, God, I'm not feeling very well. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, me either. <laughs> like, she, she just gave us vitamins before we ate. So anyways, Gab's not feeling too great. Um, she's, she, I, don't, I don't know if she's coming back or not. It might just be the Wayne show today. I'm not feeling well either. So stay tuned to see if uh, if if the whole morning show vomits this morning over a uh, <laughs> over a uh, vitamin miss out. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yesterday we <laughs> like literally this is just unfolding in the last 35 seconds. Uh, so I'm not 100 percent sure how to react. Um, but <laughs> But good morning to everyone. Um, I guess, you know, maybe I'll just start off with uh, with upcoming events. Um, so uh, January 12th, uh, Gabby, uh, Gabby's Women's Real Estate Investing Mastermind is starting her next group. Um, that's a group of a small group of five women. Um, are you OK, sweetheart? Actually, let's just let's just uh, hang tight for a second. Do you want to tell them what the Women's Real Estate Investing Mastermind is all about? Or do you want to tell them what's going on? Hi, everyone. <laughs> I could hear Wayne talking downstairs. I am so sorry I'm late. <laughs> um, sorry, what do you want me to tell them about? Uh, never take vitamins before breakfast. Yeah, don't. Um, I thought I would uh, like counteract it by quickly eating half of a banana, uh, but it was it was too late. <laughs> so, real, yeah. real talk at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> threw up for the first time in, oh, I don't know, years. <laughs> I'm here. I'm feeling better. Stomach's empty. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that says it's happened to me once too. It's the worst. Yeah. You'll never eat vitamins ever again before breakfast. I just want to say thank you to Wayne for telling everybody that I, I threw up. I mean, I he want... could have made up another excuse. What, what or... am I supposed to say? I don't know. Um, She had to go tend to the, the kid or the dog. <laughs> oh, no, no. I... A hundred percent honesty on this show. Oh, I want everyone. Man. Hey, someone learned something. Someone's never done that before, and then and they I never hope, will. I hope they never will. Yeah. Um. Boy, yeah, you ruined my morning too. Sorry. If Wayne disappears, um, I force vitamins on him as well, and he might disappear and throw up. And now it's like the thought. You know what I mean? Like the thought of it. Now you're overthinking. It's kind of like if you if you think, oh man, I don't want to get sick. Sometimes you just get sick because it's in your head. Hmm. So. Yeah. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Uh, Happy Tuesday. January 12th, uh, there's a women's real estate investing uh, mastermind starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12-month um, mastermind group, five women, um, goal setting, vision boarding, action taking. Um, it'll be great if you're looking to grow your real estate investing business and you want to be surrounded by incredible women who are going to support you and push you and motivate you. And um, yeah, full access to me as well. Everything I know, everything I own. You can have 
my child, my glassware, my, I'm just kidding, um, documents, <laughs> all the documents and systems we put into place. Happy to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard you, I heard you, I don't want to say shitting on people last night. I, I could overhear Gabby's Ooh, tone. Gabby's tone was real, real strong last night. I think it's because the, the January, like the new year accountability is coming up and are you guys doing goal setting or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was right goal now? setting last night. Yeah, and Gab was not like I could just tell by her tone she was setting high expectations for um for goal setting and and holding everybody accountable, which this, is good. Uh yeah, so this group has already been together for a year. They're in their second year now, so we were goal setting for the second time. Um everybody knows each other so well, friendships, um we're all bonded. And yeah, I was I was a little firm. I I'm but fair. it comes from a place of love though. I want these women to succeed and do amazing things and yeah. I was just testing them to make sure that their goals were were legit and tight and yeah. I you know what I I'm 100% on board with that. <laughs> you know me, I have a different yeah. approach um to goal setting <laughs> and getting stuff done. Uh you're normally the the one that uh, goes easy on people. Yeah. And I'm normally the one that uh yeah. That's uh, it's good. I, yeah, Every, everybody was happy. Okay, because all I can hear <laughs> is just your tone from one end, and I'm just like, damn. No, we had we had a couple little breakthroughs of stuff that would need to happen or be changed or that kind of stuff. So. And sometimes that's how you get breakthroughs, right? Is by asking the tough questions and 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 calling people out. Yeah. Um, from the sounds of it, I, I like I said, I, I only got one side of the. Um, the call, so I can't really tell what's really going on, but um, <laughs> sounded like it was very productive. It was um, a fantastic call. What's that? It was a fantastic call. Nice. I'm proud of them. Um, next two real estate investing um, uh, cabin retreats are at the end of January, January 21st to 23rd. That one sold out. And then the next one available is February 25th through 27th. That's the three day real estate investing cabin retreat in Alberta Beach. Um, spend a weekend with us and a small group of other real estate investors. And it's a weekend um, away, you know, disconnected in a small bubble where we just talk about real estate investing planning and planning out your business and, and goal setting and and how we're going to get you there and building a roadmap and which strategies are best used for it. And, and based off the, the resources that you have right now, it's by far the best. I'm super excited for January's event. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know me, that's, that's, that's that's my kind of weekend. Um, just spending a whole weekend, Friday to Sunday, um, twelve to sixteen hours a day, just morning until midnight, just talking about real estate investing and planning. It's 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 a really amazing experience and having fun and having fun. Yeah, yeah. You really get to know each. Everybody gets to know each other really well and create bond friendships and yeah. It's that's almost like you leave with like your own little crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, each each time we leave, we, you know, we everyone you know leaves with their own cabin crew. Yeah, and, and to see like the support afterwards, like if you're watching online, like seeing everybody supporting each other and mm -hmm. and yeah, meeting up and doing all those things. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, we start a Facebook group um, with each of the groups afterwards as well, and yeah, it's um again having your own little circle of friends. I was talking about this yesterday about like eliminating all the poison, you know, friends and just putting people, you know, within your circle that are intentional, um, people that are going to lift you up and, and, um, and, and support your, your ideas and your goals. And yeah, you. for sure. So, um, yeah, that's, that's coming up February 25th through 27th. Uh, feel free to check out in the show notes there. Um, you can see the event right link to, <clears throat> excuse me, event bright link to sign up for that. Or you can just send us a message and we can send you some more information. They fell up pretty quickly. It's it's funny, like it, it, the spots will be open for a while and then just like, bam, overnight they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, there's only a few spots per event. That's, that's another, another one of the cool things is that it's a very, very small group. Yeah. Um, only a certain amount of beds. So, um, yeah, hop on it. Uh, we talked about, you know, you had your women's mastermind last night. It's mastermind week. Mastermind um, week, That's yeah. where all your masterminds are on this yeah. week. Um, and then last night I was on uh, a Facebook live with Barry McGuire and uh, Neil Taniguchi. Yeah. On, uh, talking fix and flip. Fix and flip success factors. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we always we always start off with a list of things that we're going to cover, and then maybe we get to like one one or two of them because we just start going down these rabbit holes. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool when you get Barry and you get Neil Taniguchi um, on, and sometimes Andrea Workington. Um, yeah, we go down these little rabbit holes and start answering questions. And so last night was really good. If you want to check that out, you can go to YouTube and or Barry's um, Facebook page, Creative Real Estate Education. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So that's what happened yesterday. Oh, another thing that happened last night. I wrote another offer that that came out of the blue. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, just when I thought, hey, you know what? We got all this stuff all figured out. You know, the flips just about done. We should have the the countertop and the cabinets all sorted out by the twenty second. Um, is that the twenty second? Yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah. Um, so the flips pretty much done. Just got a couple of baseboards left to to nail in, and uh, they'll take care of the cabinets while we're gone in Mexico and. I finished up my last deal here uh, last, last week. week yeah. um, that was a bit of a pain, you know, getting all the financing order. We got it all done and our tenant buyer's happy and uh, we sold another place and that's all good and money's transferred over and just time like, to relax. It was like, okay, yeah, this week. So we went on on Sunday. We're like, we'll get the last couple of things we need to grab for Christmas in Mexico. And then this week we'll just kind of iron out the last stuff from like tenant stuff that's kind of, you know, over um that's been on the list for a little while make sure that's taken care of and little repairs and get our handy our contractor all set up for repairs like next week and it's, yeah it's just like nice and calm this week we're just gonna relax and then uh we had a tenant buyer um we've been working with for a while said i found a house i want you to buy it and i'm like god damn it <laughs> so i looked at it and i'm like oh well this works i guess let's go <laughs> <laughs> called up the realtor in Calgary and, and said, uh, all right, write an offer up. So, you know, she, she ran a little bit of, did a bit, a little bit of diligence first. And then, yeah, we put an offer in last night, but like we put a full price offer in. So like, that's like, it's not like, Oh, I it hope we get through. it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, we're getting it. <clears throat> I should be getting notification here in the next two hours. And then I got to deal with all that stuff, you know, all the diligence and stuff. And, so, I mean, it's great. I mean, this is what we, we work yeah, hard. you sound like you're complaining. Oh, I know. Another property. So cash flow. <laughs> it's, uh, but I didn't want any more <laughs> right now. We wanted to wait until the new year before we started anything up again. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's so hard for me to turn my mind off on vacation. Now you got to add this in here. Financing like, will be going on. <laughs> like. Trying to get financing over the Christmas holidays while I'm in Mexico. Oh, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. It's commercial. <laughs> it's commercial financing. Yeah. So it's never easy. Um, there's always hoops. And I know sure as shit we're going to have everything all lined up. Gabby's going to help me get all the financing paperwork and, you know, T1s and mortgage statements and, and, uh, and rental contracts and all that stuff, you know, sent off. It's a nice big package we got to send off to the lender. And then sure as shit, I bet you, as soon as we get there, we should bring our laptop. Mm -hmm. Definitely bring the laptop, which we weren't planning on doing before. Um, because, you know, they're going to have asked for some dumb thing and we're going to have to call up. Ugh, just anyways. So uh, it's 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 going to interfere with the trip a little bit, which I'm not too pleased about. Because uh, we really, really, really deserve this time off. <laughs> we had a pretty intense year. Uh, Josh is putting in his very first offer this morning. That's what I'm talking about. Can we get some clap, clap, claps? Oh, Come yeah. On, where uh, are yeah. you? Yeah, hold me over with some real claps until I get the <laughs> audio clip. To... There we go. There we go. Awesome. Congratulations, yeah, Josh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what was that? What? Wow. <laughs> Congrats, man. Bravo. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, awesome. do you do you want to share details or what's going on or feel free to, to to type it in the comments there we can read it or you can hop on and, and tell us the details that's that's pretty exciting man yeah um putting my very first offer in this morning is it going to be for a buy and hold is it a flip what's 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 going on man yeah tell us more mm. you know what i love about this live flip, show he says look at all the support i know look at all the support coming in from the live show yeah that's Congratulations. Nice, Josh. Yeah, Josh. The morning go, show, man. 6 a.m. club. Yeah. I'm really loving the mm -hmm. 6 a.m. club. I'm loving it. I'm, yeah. I'm loving the support. I'm loving the, you know, seeing the same people here every morning. Um, yeah. And, you know what? And for you, those of you listening um, to the recorded version again, you know, we haven't talked about this in a week or so, but 
hop on the 6 a.m. club. Makes no difference to us, like whether you listen to it recorded or live, but like it's it's a much better experience mm-hmm. when you come on live um, to, to be able to, Josh is a flip. Um, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, it's a much better experience to come in live and have a community of people that are getting up with you and, and starting your day off right. Yeah. The fact that you can talk about your wins and your losses and call in and ask questions. Like I know so many people that are, you know, pondering, should I get coaching? Should I not get coaching? Should I take this course? Should I not take this course? We, there's literally a resource right here at 6 a.m. We're here yeah. for you. The reason why we do this at 6 a.m. is so that you can call us and ask your questions mm-hmm. live. I can't do it during the day. I'm sorry. I wish I could do it during the day. I wish I could do it in the evenings. I'm too fucking busy. I'm sorry. If you want it, it's here at 6 a.m. every morning. <laughs> and for those of you that are a little uh, east of us, you know, Ontario, and New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, where are you, you at? Newfoundland. You, you don't need to wake up early. <laughs> Quebec. How are you doing this morning? You don't need to wake up early. It's like, geez, 930 <laughs> over over on the East Coast, you know, 8 a.m. It's not that it's not that early. Annette says it's so cool because I met Josh and some others at the flip tour. So it's great to see their successes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. There awesome. might have been some conversations about wanting to do it, but being unsure. And that's why they're there and, and yada, yada. And then to see, yeah, like, boom, offers yeah. being going in. Yeah. yeah. So Josh is And Annette put in an uh, offer as well for, what? Um, well, like last week, oh, yeah, whenever right. it was. But yeah, she's been taking action as well. Absolutely. Actively looking for uh, a burr project. So yeah, Annette good job, you guys. In. <clears throat> excuse, excuse me. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> I thought that was my cue to calling because I actually have a question this morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, we have been looking for a townhouse to burr. That is what we're currently looking for. But at the same time, um, we've been open to uh, purchasing a single family home in Edmonton. We have three properties in Fort Mac, but we're looking to purchase our first property in Edmonton. So. Uh, g- over the weekend, we um, had an off-market deal presented to us, like very out of the blue, a single-family home. And uh, we had a silent joint venture partner wanting to go in on it, and uh, we got an accepted offer last night. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wow. was really talking to Gabby like two days ago, and uh, it happened since. Like literally driving home from Saskatchewan last night, we... Close wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, we're excited. I know. Um, oh, I, it's too hard to get too quickly. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a, I need a, need a audio director here. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So it's in Edmonton. It's in Leduc. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Leduc. <laughs> Um, so a few weeks, like a few weeks ago, rain had mentioned like a single family homes with garage under 300,000. We're like a nice, easy purchase. So we were like, okay, like we'll just like keep our, uh, our mind open to that as well. And, uh, yeah, had an, I had a house presented to us over the weekend and the numbers worked really well. And, uh, the uh, the silent partner were was good to go. So basically, they're putting up the down payment for fifty percent equity. Um, nice. So my question is, um, in that regard, like we will be on title, uh, so we'll get the mortgage. Actually, I think just myself, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be on title, and they'll put up the down payment. Um, and I know Gabby, you had sent me a form to fill it. Just, it was for, um, if someone was like doing a short term loan to us, but I might just use that anyway, to make it my question clear. Uh, my question is when it comes to the cash flow, how would we work that? We were kind of thinking we would just put it in a reserve fund, like directly. Um, the cash flow is like $300 a month. So it's nothing insane. Um, and then when it came time, so for example, if we sold the house in five years, we don't think we will, but in five years, if we sold it, 
um, how would the 50-50 work? Like, would we give them back their down payment and then split yeah. the rest or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So any money that's into the house up front, so let's say down payment, reserve fund, um, any closing costs is all calculated as whoever put that money in, they're entitled to get that back first. Okay. So yeah, when you sell or if you're starting to pay out money, yeah, like the that money goes back first and then anything left Gets, so any um, cash flow that you've put aside, any um, pay down, uh, equity pay down, all of that gets split 50-50 at that point. Sweet. The profits, okay, yeah. sweet. And yeah, so for the cash flow, do you think it's a good idea just to put it in reserve fund and just not touch uh, it? Yeah, I, I just did some quick math here while you guys were talking, and uh, I, I would highly recommend that, yeah. Um, okay. Well, can- well j- just for reserve. So I'm assuming... I can give you the numbers if you want to, like, yeah, sure. if you want to do that, I'm cool with that. Um, okay. so yeah, um, the house is two ninety five, okay, and there there are tenants in there until April, and they're paying seven uh, seventeen twenty a month. Okay, perfect. And uh, our interest rate is two point nine nine and twenty percent. Awesome. Um, mortgage payments. Do you know what they are? Um. No, I don't know exactly yet, but the interest rate is 2.99 and 20% down. So, oh, why don't I just run over 30 years? <laughs> yeah. Like oh, sorry. Yeah. I totally thought that's what you were doing. Um, uh, Annette, so are you guys addition, like, are you guys putting a reserve fund in place right off the bat? Mm, I don't think we will, but. What do you okay. suggest? Uh, highly suggest that you do. Okay. We always suggest there's a reserve fund in place, at least um, three months worth of um, cover of like the holding costs. Okay. Just in case like when those tenants move out or whatever and you don't find people right away, then at least you're okay for a few months. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so have a reserve fund. And then um, my other question is like, are you, it, will it be self-managed? Will there be property management? Like how self-managed hopefully okay so (laughs) then yeah in that case then um then yeah i would in that case like if you were hiring a property manager and there was still three hundred dollars of cash flow after that then it might be like okay yeah pay it out but um if yeah if there's 300 and you're self-managing then i would definitely put that aside okay um yeah so either like us or the partners whichever way we just put it aside. Okay. And you always said when you have it with the joint venture, you put it in a, like in a separate account, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any, cool. I like any partners that we have, we have our own bank account. Um, usually it's joint with them. Sometimes it's not. It depends on the partner. But um, yeah, otherwise, once you start growing and scaling, it'll become way too much to manage and, and keep right. separate. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think Wayne's ran some numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. it look like, Wayne? Uh, to be honest, I think that they could, if you're going to self-manage, you could probably pay out about 100, 150 bucks a month. Each um, or all together? All together. So mortgage on that is going to be somewhere around 995. Uh, okay. Property taxes on it are going to be somewhere around 225, Gab? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The property taxes, I, th- I believe, are 2800. Um. <clears throat> I know it seemed high, but two thirty-three, yeah, yes. pretty close. Yeah, and then uh, insurance for a single-family home in Leduc. Uh, let's use tribute as an example. If you got it on the top of your head, <laughs> no. no, I put one hundred and fifty. Yeah, for insurance. That's good. I'm pretty um, sure that is actually the neighborhood. <laughs> well, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we no own in tribute. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, cool. It's yeah. right around the corner from us. Right on. Um, yeah, it's a great little neighborhood. Um, so it makes your total expenses. Uh, I think it was about thirteen fifty. Um, I don't have it in front of me. So that means it's about three hundred and fifty, three hundred seventy dollars worth of cash flow. And then, so based off seventeen twenty for rent, you want to set aside eight percent of rent for vacancies. Okay. Um, that way, you um, you're always replenishing your reserve uh, for for vacancy. And then um, I put a little under three and a half four percent for um, repairs and maintenance. Um, so vacancies is about $137 a month makes repairs and maintenance about $63 a month. So it's about 200 bucks a month total. 
Okay. So, I mean, in, in theory, you guys could pull out 150 bucks um, a month and go $75 each. But to be honest, what I do is I just wait till the end of the year. Yeah, since it's such a small amount, like that's not going to change everybody's lives monthly, right? No, not at all, no. <clears throat> yeah. Or yeah. you'd like, you know, depending on – now, this this all depends on the age of the property. Um, okay. You know, if you've got – so your 4% for repairs and maintenance, you know, is going to cover normal repairs and maintenance, but you know, what's the condition of the, of the furnace, of the roof, of the wind, uh, furnace and roof are probably the big ones in the hot water tank. Those are big expenditures that can come up in the next five to 10 years, depending on how old they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's, what's a roof gap? I mean, a roof's eight to 10 grand. Um, yeah, a furnace is six, seven grand. Right. Um, hot water tank, 2,500 bucks. So, um, $63. So it's $700 a year is, you know, it, it depends on how, how good your reserve fund is. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's why you should definitely have one in place right from the start yeah. and then build on it. So even if it's like normally on just like a good little property, we'd put down like we put like a five thousand dollar reserve fund yeah if it's like um suited or you know multiple suites or whatever then we start you know like beefing that up but that's usually like a good little yeah. pot okay. to have set aside to begin with and then it may deplete a little bit it may grow a little bit but at least it's kind of like you always have that good few months or a big thing goes you have a big chunk of cash to to do yeah okay. yeah and your your joint venture partner yeah. Uh, will will put that up and um, that's okay. that's part of their investment into the property and they get that money back just like they get their down payment back first right um so just just make it make it known that that's that's part of it and uh and that way you don't have to go after you don't have to call them when there's a big thing that comes up right right yeah when when a, the hot water tank you know is is gushing water everywhere you know and you gotta do an emergency fix or something like that you want um, you want to just be able to take care of it and not to have mm-hmm. to be like, hey, joint venture partner, I'm going to need a couple grand. Well, it's <laughs> going to be a couple of days because I got my money tied up in this thing over here and then you end up having to cover it. It's just, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet, thanks guys. Well, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Like, Bye you know, property, first joint venture partner, like just, <laughs> damn. Yeah, we're pumped. Taking yeah. action. Yes, totally pumped. I love it. Yeah, I feel good. I was feeling stagnant. Like, I was just, I was like, you know, we were ready, but nothing was happening. And yeah, you guys needed a win. We did totally. Got a W in the books. Good job. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Send me a a sex later. I want to hear some more information about this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Everybody's winning this morning. I know. That's amazing. Except for us. (laughs) Except for us. We just put an offer in. Oh, except, okay, Wayne's starting to look a little ill around the gill. <laughs> if he has to go throw up, I'm going to be like, uh, so guys, somebody call in, please talk to me. <laughs> man, oh man, I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> to us. I did it to us. You seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, I, um, and that says I have no idea how to hang up now. You might need oh, to I'll disconnect yeah. her. <laughs> I'll disconnect you there. Yeah. Um, sorry, Wayne. I, I apologize for, oh, for drugging you first thing in the morning. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Annette. That's amazing. I love that everybody's out there taking action. Um, anybody else, if you're in live in our chat, um, feel free to call in or comment on your wins. Uh, we'll celebrate them, and we'd love to chat about them. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Take a quick little break here. Uh, we'll be back in a sec. And then um, got a couple of things I want to talk about. This Sounds morning. good. Okay. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, uh, what we were doing there last night. Yes. On on Monday. Monday Um, Lives. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I mean, I'm always, 
always on the camera <laughs> or always on the podcast these days. I'm always talking about different things, but it's, it's nice to have a chat with uh, with those uh, with those super smart people over uh, mm-hmm. at Barry's Focus Team. Are you saying I'm not super smart? I thought it was not what I was saying. <laughs> uh, I'm just bugging you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, would have put me on the spot there. Yeah. Um, I have been having lots of different discussions with people lately. Obviously, coaching call through coaching calls and mentor calls, and just and just random texts. Um, you can see there. Uh, you can text me whenever you want if you got uh, you got a question about real estate that it's holding you back. Um, it's in the show notes there. Five eight seven four zero 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 seven two one. Shoot me a text and let me know what's going on and if you're stuck. And um, nine times out of ten, I can probably answer it for you in less than ten words. Uh, text <laughs> if you listen to me you can you normally get through it um but uh yeah just through just some random texts and and calls and whatnot um i get a lot of the same kind of stuff that people uh um are stuck on yeah um but uh just the other day someone was asking me um hey Wayne, you're going to mexico how how are you gonna and 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 you guys manage your own properties which we kind of do we have an assistant that deals with the emails um, so she does with the day to day, but we are still hands-on. Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with your properties while you're gone for 10 days over Christmas? Mm-hmm. Just a pretty good question. It's a yeah. valid question. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think this kind of applies to managing out of town as well. Um, you know, we've, we are kind of out of town. We have properties in Leduc here, as we mentioned. We also, most of our properties are in Edmonton, which is about, depending on where in Edmonton, anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes away. Yeah. So, you know, we, we don't go drive in whenever something pops up. Um, we have a good team. Yeah. I was going to say having the, the right people to call and to have on your team is, is huge. Um, especially a handyman. So when you're out of town, oh, you me. want to have a handyman that you know and trust, um, basically on, on, not on call, but on call, like just, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's anytime. Like we never, mm-hmm. we never go out and do our own repairs anymore. We always send our handyman out, but, um, that's the number one thing that you're going to have to deal with on the fly. Like when you're, if you go on vacation, if you're self-managing and also doing your repairs, mm-hmm. that's the, the one huge person that you want to, to be available to you. Someone that can do anything and everything. Yeah. Um, for example, last week, uh, tenant emails us says water's not flowing. Call yeah. her, you know, call their guy. He went over there. Yeah. Um, and he was going to troubleshoot it. Well, I'm thinking back to when we were in BC in the summer. Mm-hmm. We had so, so many random things. Like oh. I was, it was my birthday. I was trying to relax. And we had a, a dryer um, appliance go. Mm-hmm. Had to be replaced. I had to order an appliance, get it delivered, have somebody there to install it and um, and remove the other one. So it's like coordinating all of that. And um, then we had like a whole bunch of... Um, lawn issues that um we had to send vacancies. somebody out to take care of uh yeah vacancies there's a couple of, like viewings that we had to get people to take care of there's like lots of um random stuff that came up while we were away mm-hmm. so yeah having having the right people to call and having those connections and building that team is super important if you're self-managing right um so handyman contractors are really great place to start you know they can they can take care of a lot of the um, repair type stuff and troubleshooting type stuff. Um, also having a big Rolodex of just professionals, yeah. you know, um, appliance repair technician, um, a plumber and electrician. Um, because sometimes your, your handyman can't do, you know, re- replace a hot water tank, mm-hmm. which is another thing we had to happen earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I think that was in the summer as well. Um, brand new hot water tank went, and uh, it was a it was an electric hot water tank, which we'd never heard of before. And uh, so we had to get an electrician in, in <laughs> to, to wire it, you know, and and you know, so that it was to code. So um, just having you know people that you can rely on, you know, people that you use on a regular basis, um, rather than just you know going on Facebook and saying, "Does anyone know an electrician in Leduc?" Um, yeah, you know, get those people lined up and 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 
and make sure that you can rely on them to, when you call, they'll answer and take care of things for you. Yeah. Um, what are other professionals that you can? Well, one thing that I'm thinking of um, that can be very important if you're self-managing is if you're heading out of town on like where it falls over the first of the month, um, where you're collecting rent and stuff, mm -hmm. having someone, it could even be a friend, mm -hmm. but having someone available so that if, if somebody doesn't pay rent, that they can go deliver like a 14 day notice yeah. for you or that sort of thing. So like for me, we have all of our documents in OneDrive. So we have access to them wherever we are. We can see them anytime on our phone, on a computer, whatever. So I, so I know that if something were to happen, I can send a document from my phone to a person that I have on the feet on the ground, boots on the ground, and say, print this out, write in this information, deliver it to this address, yeah. and pay them for their time. Yeah. So having just somebody and that could be as simple as a, literally a friend because yeah. it's not like it's not like they're going to do a viewing for you where they need to show the place and like collect information or anything like that it's just yeah somebody that you can have drop stuff off for you um but I, making sure that your documents are accessible is huge yeah while you're away that OneDrive was something that i wrote down actually a little bit uh, down the line a little bit here because having access to your documents on the fly yeah. on the road is so OneDrive or um, iCloud, <laughs> Google Drive, whichever, yeah, you know, whatever uh, you use, yeah. cloud-based thing you're using to save your files so that you can very easily just on your phone, just pull up a file and then share the link with someone and tell them to print it off. Yeah. Um, I was just even thinking that like our handyman could probably, you know, serve notices too. He wouldn't give a shit, you know, to be <laughs> paid 40 bucks an hour to go and drive, you know, print something off to go drop it off in yeah. the door. But just for us, it's like, yes, to know that we have someone that we can rely on to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, so to find someone locally, like Abby said, a friend or a professional that yeah. can do that kind of stuff that can, um, hey, here's a great example. We had uh, we had put new sod down. You're talking about the summer there where yeah. we had some grass issues. We put new sod down and we got hit with like the worst sun. Yeah, the, the big um, heat wave. Heat wave. And it burnt all the grass. Yeah. And we were supposed to be watering it like, I don't know, twice a twice day. Twice a day, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're in BC trying to figure out how the fuck are we going to water our grass, that, you know, which is 45 minutes even just from our, our, our home. Like, how the heck are we going to do that twice a day? So we just, yeah. you know, we, we found someone that uh, would be willing to go down there and just put the hoses on and it was a big property too so we had to coordinate it, all these different hoses all around the house and, and you guys like talk about like being in the middle of COVID and having supply issues and then having a heat wave and then try find hoses and soaker hoses and mm -hmm. sprinklers like i from bc i was sending somebody all over the city picking up random orders that i placed online to try to collect i think it was like four regular hose hoses two soaker hoses four sprinklers because they, we needed to like front back each side of the property yeah. so that it was efficient that somebody could just turn them all on and only be there for like 20 minutes instead of doing like 20 minutes on the front left, yeah. 20 minutes on the front back and like moving stuff around. So yeah, it was like, it was crazy things you don't like. I never thought I would be doing that while I was in BC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, if you're planning on self-managing from out of province or out of city, these are the types of things that you're going to be dealing with. These are probably the types of things we're going to be dealing with while we're in Mexico. I mean, ideally, you know, the day-to-day -day emails are going to be taken care of. Um, you know, if you don't have someone to take care of the emails, I would just recommend that. Um, check once a day. Check once a day. Yeah. In the morning or in the evening. Um, so this, you know, I want to go back to work communications agreement that we talked about earlier this week or last week. Um, the reason why we have a communications agreement is because we want it to be known that all communication is through email unless it's an emergency. And here's a list of emergencies, water, no heat, you know, anything yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Then you can call this number, which is our, which is our phone number. Um, while I'm in Mexico, am I going to get that phone call? No, but I'll probably check it every four hours or so when I go back to the room. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're working, if you're if you're managing from out of town, you know, if you get a phone call and yes, it's an emergency, you'll take that call and you can deal with it on the fly. But for the most part, even just day to day for us, um, we, we check our email maybe once a day and, you know, and, and we're not very reactive. Um, you know, 
if there's something that needs to be taken care of, we can quickly glimpse at it. If not, um, and, and sorry, we, if it needs to be taken care of right at that moment, we can deal with it. Otherwise, we'll just glimpse at it. You know, market is unread and we'll deal with it later on. Um, and, and so that's just want to set some expectations of, you know, how fast you're supposed to be responding to mm-hmm. an email, right, Gab? Yeah. Um, like, well, I would say, well, it, because if the communication is by email, then you don't need to be worried about being in Mexico and getting texts and phone calls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know that you can just go back to the room and check on your email once a day because the expectation for tenants shouldn't be that you're going to respond like within right. 20 minutes of receiving something. It's that, you know, you have a 24 hour response time or even a 48 hour depending you on, yeah, you don't need to set any expectation, but depending on the, like, what are they asking you? Does it need an immediate response or is it okay? So we normally have, like, we try to make sure that everything is always responded to within 24 hours. Yeah. So if you're checking once a day, then you're capturing any issues that come through, any problems, yeah. any whatever. And if it's an emergency, then they've called you or they've called an emergency service. Um, yeah. yeah, like Epcor or whatever, if it's water, Absolutely. that sort of thing. Um, and that's... Uh, I don't know if we have that in our in our communication screen. We I do. Know we talk. We do. Yeah. In the uh, event that like numbers. Water. Yeah. 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 We have like if if there's a water emergency, like a flood, call this number. If it's a um, heat emergency, call this number, and then any other like just emergency style yeah. situations um, to to call one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gabby touched on the fact that um, something really important there when she was talking about um, tenants expecting you to answer a text in, in 20 minutes. And that's a, it's a pretty common thing these days that, that we're all so connected between, yeah. um, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, you know, you DM someone, how come he hasn't read my DM? Um, you know, just thinking that someone's going to read. If I send someone a notification, a message, they should read it. They're, they must be ignoring it. They saw the notification why aren't they reading it? Why aren't they responding to it? They must be ignoring me. But when you're constantly just overwhelmed with notifications all day, every mm-hmm. day, especially as you grow and, and you, you grow your real estate investing business, you're going to get notifications all day, all day. And so if your tenants think that you're accessible, just like everyone else, um, they're, they're actually, they're probably going to. They're going to come to you for stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. And then they're going to, they're going to. I don't know, like, what's the right word, but like, they're going to judge you, you know, well, when, when I, when they texted me, I answered them right away. How come they don't answer my text back for 48 hours? So if you have it as a business and that you have to send it to this email and it's professional and emails don't get sent back right away, then that sets their expectation out of the gate from the beginning of the lease, uh, beginning of the tenancy. So that, you know, when they have questions in the future about, can I get a cat, you know, they shouldn't be expecting a response in 25 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to get a response tomorrow. Yeah. But also another reason why I love the communications agreement and everything being by email is because I I just kind of made mention to it, but if you're accessible to them by a quick text or you always answer the phone when they call, they're going to start calling you about silly little things Mm -hmm. like the neighbor keeps parking in front of my house. Yeah. Like, you know, like those types of things that like do not have anything to do with you and that should like that should be handled by any regular adult on their own. Yeah. But you become so accessible that they're going to start um yeah, like just reaching out to you about everything. All you want to be dealing with is stuff that impacts like the rental itself. Yeah. Like is something broken? Um are you breaking your lease (laughs) is rent paid, those types of things. So you don't want to start getting involved in their lives and sorry guys and stuff going on like that. So yeah, yeah, that kind of keeps an additional level of separation. And then again, having the expectation that they might not hear back from you right away. It might be 24 hours, could be 48, depending on the severity of the inquiry. Yeah. I, um, it, I know it can kind of seem easy to do right now, you know, when you've just got one tenant. You're like, oh, well, like I want them to text me. I got a great. I hear this all the time. I got, got a, great a great relationship, relationship. with my tenants. Yeah. They're fantastic. You know, we both love um, Maroon Five. <laughs> what did you say? Knitting. And I go Maroon Five. <laughs> uh, huge Who Maroon Five fans. Uh, we love knitting together. 
Um, we're friends on Facebook. Um, if you keep replicating that with every tenant, because you think, oh, if I treat my tenants really good and I'm friends with them, they're going to take care of the place. They won't trash it. That mentality. No, it's that's 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 making things personal. And this you is get a business. Walked over too. You're gonna, one, you're going to get walked over. And two, when they do do something that they're not supposed to do, you need to be able to assert your authority. Yeah. Right. And they're not going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really hard. I remember just this past year, well, for a couple of years, Gabby started like getting really friendly with one of our tenants and I was not cool with it. <laughs> but she's like, this person's like totally my kind of person. I want to hang out with her. And once this lease is done, this tenancy's done, I want to like ask her if she wants to go out for coffee or a walk or something. And I'm like, don't do that. Because what's going to happen is we're going to have to make a tough decision because she did something wrong and she's going to be you know responsible for it. And it's going to be really hard to do. Um, you look like you're about to say something. No. Okay. <laughs> also looks like she's about to throw her water bottle at me. No. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, smile on my face. Okay. But that's, you know what I mean? You got to treat Loved it like a her. business. Yeah. Well, that's. And that's when cool. her lease ended, I gave her a giant hug and we said, let's get together. Okay. 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 <laughs> it ended very well. She right. was by far the best tenant we've ever had. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. But- she was my people. Yeah, it could have gone poorly. I didn't ever, I didn't ever, um, I didn't ever make it personal while she was our tenant, though. I said those things to you behind, like, closed doors. It wasn't like I was like that with her. You know what I mean? It was still a tenant-landlord relationship, um, the same that we keep. Except because she was such a good tenant, it was friendlier. It was nicer. It wasn't just, like, um, cut and paste response. Well, she never read emails. She never read emails and Gabby would always text her because she's like, oh, she's not going to read that email. I might as well just text her. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you need to get a hold of her. But yeah. that was know. only when we needed to get a hold of her. But though. that's the problem yeah. is that the communications agreement is there for a reason. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's a nice tenant. We don't have to worry about her. I'll just text her. Well, no, you should be calling her and saying, hey, we have a communications agreement that you signed. All communications through email. And then when you text her once, she's just going to text you back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But, you know, you just let those things slide because everything's cool. But if this guy, if, if that tenant was a dick, like if that tenant was like a really bad tenant, we would call them and it'd be very formal and a notice of, um, yeah. you know, not fulfilling the communications agreement. They're in default of the agreement that they signed. Like we would have, you know, but because it was friendly, you know, you, you tend to not yeah. take your your systems seriously. Um, that That... That tendency, just this year, uh, we had an issue where um, her dog vomited and diarrhea all over the carpet upstairs mm-hmm. and when she was leaving. And man, like it was going to go over her damage deposit for sure. And I thought for sure we were going to have a problem. Yeah. Because what was the carpet replacement? Um, I can't remember. I remember between two and 3,000. No. No? No. It wasn't. It was like maybe 1500 or something like that. Which is kind of scary because you don't want to know, like when you're ending uh, a tenancy, you know, that's, I think her rent was like 1600 so Yeah, like I was going to say it was like right underneath what her deposit was. So we were like, if there's anything else, if there's cleaning needed, if there's paint touch-ups needed, then then we might be in a position where we need to collect from her. A move-out clean is probably somewhere around the $300 mark, right? Yeah. So if we're telling her, if she's like, I'm not paying for this carpet, I tried to replace it and whichever else, and I'm not paying that much. Um, and she knows that there's like, it's going to be $1,500 or $1,600 is going to be gone from the damage deposits. You think she's going to clean the place afterwards to, to, you know, to the, to our expectations, to the, to the expectation of our cleaning list. Yeah. If that had gone hostile before she had moved, then we, yeah. We would have, you know, we would have eaten up the damage deposit with the carpet repair, and then we would have had to pay three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars out of our pocket and then for any junk her, removal and cleaning. Yeah, and then take her to the RTDRS to collect that if for she was three or four hundred dollars. You're going to go yeah. after someone for three or four hundred bucks in the collections? Not. No, you're going to let it go. So you can just see the thought process of like, this is why you don't go friendly because, um, you know, if stuff like this happens, you know, you got to take things seriously. But if I can say. Because she was my type Stop of- Stop defending it. Because she was my kind of person, my kind of people, my people. Yeah, it worked out. She told us that her dog had thrown up and and diarrhea all over the carpet. And she said the words, 
it's going to have to be replaced and I understand and I will cover the cost of that. Mm -hmm. So she actually came to us and told us it wasn't like we discovered it or she moved out and we're like, what's this? She literally told us before she before she was even leaving that it had happened and that we can go ahead and and schedule for it to be replaced or whatever. So yeah, she she's just an amazing human being. (laughs) <laughs> she's yeah. a good person. Obviously, she's my person. Yeah. And um, and we had it taken care of and she paid for it. And then she also cleaned the place herself impeccably. Yeah. And she got her full deposit back. Mm-hmm. Besides having to pay for it yeah, because she paid well, the, the carpet previous. We asked for her to pay yeah. for it up front. Yeah. Um, so that we still had the damage deposit. Yeah, yeah. That was that was good. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to use it as an example as a standard for what people should because <laughs> normally it doesn't go that no. way. Um, normally someone would complain. That's way too much. I'm not paying. So for you guys, that. this is a a Leduc tenant profile. Oh yeah, <laughs> something that. Oh hey, Annette Bradley. Yeah, um, you're gonna you have guys great chose, tenants. Wait, wait till you. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for whoever the tenants you're gonna inherit are, but um, because yes, people will let whoever in sometimes if they're not. Um, sophisticated real estate investors but yeah you should you should have a pretty great time filling that vacancy yeah absolutely yeah um so i maybe we're talking about managing properties from out of town or out of country Mm -hmm. or on a resort um (laughs) you know when you got that call hey the dog pooped (laughs) and and vomited everywhere got into something and the carpet's ruined. Do you want to walk through how you handled that by email? Yeah, well, uh, see, the case was, it was a pretty easy thing to deal with because- You say that, but someone else is like, oh, I know, crap. but I no, This I, is a couple of weeks before, you know- Tenant turnover. Tenant turnover. Yeah. Well, why I say it's easy is because I didn't need to worry about the, how am I going to navigate that she's responsible for this? How am I going to- uh, word this so that it doesn't get hostile. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't have to navigate any of that. So for me, it was just a like a thank you so much for letting us uh, know we would like to take care of it like ASAP because of the turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to, you know, have to wait to, for between like a period between her moving out and a new tenant moving in for the replacement. So um, are you okay with us coordinating that happening um, prior to your move out and yeah. got that kind of um, approval? And then it was just a matter of like for us, it was Yeah, a, you got to break this down simpler because I know it was much more complicated than that, doing that remotely. The carpet? Yeah. It wasn't remotely. What do you mean? Well, did okay. So you're out of town, <laughs> assuming that you can't go into town. Like what was the first step? Well, you wanted to go and see how bad it was first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we right? had to hire somebody to go check but it out. But you didn't. You went and saw it. Did I? I think we hired someone and then you went also went in and saw it because you weren't satisfied with how it- With the, the pictures. pictures. So first we hired someone in to go have a look at it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Gabby said, mm, I got to go see this for myself. So then yeah. Gabby went- Yeah, to we be- were living in Edmonton at the time. Yeah. So. So Gabby had to go drive in. So you had to go take that time, which someone who's working remotely can't Can't. do that. Yeah. So you got to think about that. Like this would be very complicated and a very stressful thing for someone. Yeah. So something that so something that could have been done is could have done like a FaceTime or a a video uh, conversation with somebody who's who's in the property going to check it out so that you can see firsthand kind of what's going on. Most people don't have a carpet installer on their Rolodex. Mm -hmm. So we had to find a carpet installer. Yeah. I don't remember how we found that. It was probably through a referral. Yeah, it was. Um, So she went on Facebook, I'm assuming, and asked for carpet installer. Carpet, you know, person. So we had to coordinate getting the carpet installer to the the tenants and making sure that the tenant was going to be home for that. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So... Carpet installer comes over, figures how how much do we need to cut out? Do we need to do the whole room? Do, do we, we need to do the whole floor? The whole floor. <laughs> can we just cut out sections? Are the seams going to be noticeable? Right? And then we had to find the carpet. Yeah. Which was, you know, it could have gone simply, but it didn't. Yeah, but, that's a whole other story. But yeah. But that's but, the yeah. reason that happened was because we were doing it remotely and not double checking ourselves. Yes. Right. So when you're trying to do things remotely, you're relying on other people. And yeah. this is why you have to like you, the people that are on your team need to be reliable. Yes. Otherwise, someone skips a step or overlooks something. And we have a situation like we do right now. 
I'm looking at it. I'm in my um, my basement office studio, and I have a giant roll of carpet in front of my desk. Yes. A giant roll of carpet because we called the builder. We hired somebody to, we had somebody on our team call the builder to ask what the carpet was like what the code was for the carpet that was used in our build because it was about five years old the yeah. the build so um yeah we had them call the builder ask what the carpet code was and then provided that carpet code to the carpet installer so that they could order it but because we weren't there because we didn't see the carpet because we had somebody else call we didn't look up the code we just had it all dealt with we didn't we know on... we relied on other people we didn't know that the builder had given the person that we hired the wrong code so we ended up with this um how many square feet would you say a couple hundred mm, it's about 100 square feet yeah I, a couple hundred is two rooms worth oh yeah um so we ended up with 200 square feet of oh so, so the carpet installer shows up on site for installation ready day. to go <laughs> so we coordinated with the tenant we coordinated with the carpet installer. He picked up the carpet. He's got it there. He's got his little box cutter out. And he's ready to go. And he's and they're looking at it like, I don't think this is the right carpet. No, it wasn't. A, I don't think it is. A, this is not the same carpet. It's like a, a medium, like greeny gray. And the carpet that uh, was in our property is like yeah. a beige, <laughs> like yeah. a light, light brown beige. Yeah. So, you know, he calls up Gabby, bring, 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 and says, Gab, uh, or he doesn't call you Gab. He's I call you Gab. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle uh, with Prey Home Investments. Uh, uh, we got. The, you, you I'm got, here to install the carpet, and uh, it's the wrong color. Not a match. <laughs> and Gab's like, "What do you mean? What? <laughs> Say what?" <laughs> and so, so what do you do? Yeah. So I, I, I remember I was on the road. I remember where I was. I was driving. I was in Calgary. Why were you in Calgary? I was on a little like ring road thing in Calgary. I was getting coffee. Okay. You know what? Jared Como on here. Jared, if you're listening, I had just met Jared for a coffee in, in Calgary. That's where I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember. the timing of this. I remember. I was in Calgary. I just met Jared Como for a coffee. And you called me up and he's <laughs> telling me that's the wrong color. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of had to, you know, calm you down a little bit and tell you what to do. So we had to call up. Uh, maybe I even called. I can't remember. I, I, but I remember where I was driving. No, I so I called the builder back and I was like, WTF builder? What's going on here? Yeah. And they were mortified like she's like that's a color that is going into like our new builds now but it's not the color that we used in in your built like it's a totally different code mm -hmm. i don't know what happened i literally like we look up the address and it has all of the specs all of the materials and everything so i don't know how this mistake was made she, yeah she was absolutely mortified and I can't, I can't hold them responsible. Like we just called them for a favor to tell us what the code was. It's not like I'm, I'm not going to be like, you owe us the bill for this carpet. Like, I think it was like 700 bucks or something. That's the problem. The carpet company wouldn't take it back. Yeah. I don't know because it was it's a cut, cut, it was cut a, piece. Yeah. So they wouldn't take it back. And they said, well, you got this carpet here. And the carpet sellers are like, well, you might as well take it. So, yeah. you know, do we call up the builder and say, you owe us $700 for giving us the wrong code? I mean, like, how are you going to enforce that? They're just going to stop answering yeah. the phone. And the installer just um, charged us like straight up cost, obviously not the, the markup that they normally uh, would would charge. So we got a little break that way. But yeah, it was a uh, big oof. All because we weren't there managing it ourselves. Yeah. And so the first thing I do when I call the builder and look up the code is I type it into the interwebs and say, hey, inter internet, here's oh my code. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm being funny. I don't call it the interweb. Um, anyways, and I type in the code Boring. and it pops up. <laughs> it pops up that it's the right color. And so it's like the simplest step yeah. that was missed. Yeah. That would have prevented all of that right mm -hmm. the internet is a beautiful thing yeah 
it's uh it, it's so funny to look back on now and that was a 700 dollars mistake so now you can understand that like me going through all this and thinking gab's best friends with this tenant now we're 700 dollars <laughs> out if she doesn't agree to pay this which at that time she hadn't sent us money yet we're going to lose $700 on this giant roll of carpet, which I don't know we're going to do what we're going to do with it. We're going to lose $300 on cleaning. Now I'm at $1,000. And, you know, what if there's one, there's going to be one month of vacancy now because, because, uh, because we, we can't get the carpet in on time. We wanted to create, we wanted that carpet to be replaced before she moved out so that we can hopefully find a tenant for a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, now I got a month of tenancy and a potential thousand dollar loss and anything else that we find, you know, upon inspection. So I'm like, no, stop being friendly with her. Um, now you can understand my thought process. So, but that's just, you know, one example of something that we needed to do remotely. It's, you know, is that, Again, I'm not trying to set a standard for every single time that you, you know, you work, you know, you manage from out of out of town that you're going to be dealing with stuff like this. But this is just the random stuff that you deal with, yeah. you know, and, and dead, dead lawns and, you know, trying to get them watered and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so having people that you can rely on in town is super important. Yeah. Having a communications agreement where, you know, everything is done through email is super important. Yeah. Emergencies by phone, super important. And you guys, um, if you have vacancies while you're away and like, so something that I have in my, in the back of my mind is that we have a tenant moving out, the the tenant that we've been talking about for weeks now. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Um, So we have a tenant moving out and she's in charge of snow removal on the property. It's a suited property. So when she, when she leaves, I need to make sure that if there's snowfall that I'm sending somebody out to shovel the walks. So having a, a company, so if you don't know, there's a company called Mo Snow Pros, Mo snow pros and they do on demand well in lots of cities across yeah winnipeg and there's they've expanded quite a bit but there's a company an on-demand snow removal or lawn care company that you can call out so that's uh i'll have to be either hire somebody to keep an eye on the weather or myself keep an eye on the weather and make sure that that's taken care of so yeah you could there's lots of stuff you need to consider 100 percent. yeah um for filling vacancies, um, let's talk about a net's example. And I don't, I don't want to use a net. You know, um, this isn't negative or anything, but there's not a whole heck of a lot of cash flow there. And uh, and to be honest, most cities um, don't have cash flow like we do. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say like three hundred and seventy oh. bucks isn't isn't bad for a single single property. I, I like that. I like yeah. that model of under 300,000. I'm surprised Rain said that because I've never heard them say that before. Yeah. They say Wayne or she, she said Wayne or Rain. <laughs> Rain. Sounds like something I would say because I've, I've said Leduc houses under Oh, you Wayne. Okay. I thought I thought you said Rain too. I thought you said Rain as well. Okay. So it sounds exactly <laughs> like something Wayne would say. Um, not Rain. Um, but yes, under 300,000 in Leduc, I think is a fantastic. Um, you know, 350 bucks a month is is not if you can get it closer to 270, that'd be ideal, you know, just to shave down that, uh, those property taxes and, and mortgage payments a little bit. But, uh, um, you know, I think that's a very, it's a good rental property. It's a good long-term tenant, right? Leduc's uh, ten- tenant profile is amazing. Um, just and because- she says it's an easy way to get your feet wet with a straightforward purchase. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. So because we're running out of time, I'm going to reel you back in. You were talking about uh, tenants from out of town, finding okay. tenants from out of town. Well, uh, oh, cash flow. Uh, oh, without cash flow. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot of a cash flow. Something, something, something. Um, I saw a uh, an investor in Ontario um, posting his sweet deal that's that's hitting the market. Um, it's a legal duplex in the Niagara region for four hundred and seventy nine thousand. Current rent is eighteen hundred dollars, thousand dollars up and seven hundred dollars down. What? Yeah. Who's going to take action? It's a rare opportunity for a multifamily under five hundred k in this region. Those numbers are awful. They're terrible. That's worse than here. Yes. It's terrible. Like we get more rent than that. We absolutely do. That's <laughs> why we have cash flow. So you want to buy a, a legal duplex, you know, a house with a basement suite in Ontario. No offense, Ontario. And uh four hundred and eighty thousand. Well, I was and thinking your rent the... is just a, a pinch under eighteen hundred. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like the purchase price for Ontario, that seems like a good deal. No? Mm, maybe. 
but like those rents Depends are awful. Where in I thought that, that rent was like, yeah, true. I thought that rents were like also sky high there. Um, no. Well, yes and no, but I mean, for those rents, I mean, God damn, that's terrible. Yeah, do that's your an math. awful deal. That's a fun little, uh, fun little exercise for today. Do your math on that. Ex- yeah, on that, let's uh, uh, talk about it tomorrow. Who does um, math? Because our our market rents for something in the in that range, if you include utilities, is about thirty three, thirty four hundred. So that's almost half. So what I'm saying is, is that if you back to my point, if you don't have money for property management like that example, um, you can find people locally who can just do odd jobs for you, mm-hmm. right? Um, talking about, you know, watering lawn or just serving notices and stuff like that. Um, maybe it's it's a, it's, an, it's an investor who wants to get some experience mm-hmm. um, and they'll do showings for you. So you can remotely set them up, set them up. So you can put the ads out online. You can Screen, pre-screen, pre-screen, get all the applications and stuff. You can talk to them on the phone if you want to, whichever, and then set up the viewings and then some have someone go down there to do the viewings. Yeah. Right. Have someone go down there and you can leave a lockbox on site, right? Oh, lockboxes are, we have like a stash of them now and like any property that's vacant or needs repairs or anything, slap a lockbox on. Yeah. Whoever needs in can go in. <laughs> yeah. It's so that's, that's a really great, uh, um, a really great tip is just have someone locally or a couple people locally that you can rely on to do little stuff like that. And that might be, Hey, during the summer, dropping off a hose and a sprinkler mm-hmm. to a tenant yeah. or a new lawnmower. Cause the lawnmower is cropped out. Yeah. And just little stuff like that. And it's going to save you a ton of money. Just make sure that you have a good reserve and good cash flow to cover, you know, those random expenses, because those are things that are, you know, your responsibility on a regular day-to-day basis is, you know, sending over a new lawnmower or something like that, or, or, um, you know, dropping off a furnace filter, et cetera, doing quarterly inspections. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, you know, doing it remotely, you want someone to do quarterly inspections. So, um, find, find someone locally in that area that can kind of fulfill that for you. It's extra money for them or it's experience for them. It, maybe it's, maybe it's someone who wants to work for free. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a new investor that wants some experience, you know, that to, 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 to start doing some quarterlies start showing suites and get that experience so that, you know, when they get their first rental property or for them to attract joint venture partners, you mm-hmm. know, get that experience. So a um, bunch of great tips there. I know we've went over quite a bit. I know Gabby's giving me the wrap it up because we got to get everybody to school and we have a uh, foot of sh- snow to shovel. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully that was valuable for you guys. Maybe, maybe we'll go over a few more tips tomorrow. If you guys got any questions, you know, um, write them down, uh, email us and we can, uh, we can discuss this a little bit more tomorrow. Yeah, sounds sounds good. good. Yeah. All right. Happy Tuesday, friends. Happy Tuesday. See you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 